I'm Karen Vertel, Director of Client Services at JMBA Financial Advisors in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're recording this discussion on Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. I'm here with two of my colleagues and fellow members of the Investment Committee, Mark Rosencrantz, an investment strategist, as well as John Foster, an investment strategist and senior advisor on our team. John and Mark, we're getting into the mid-second quarter of the year, and there continues to be a great deal of discussion, not only on earnings season, but also whether or not the Fed's going to continue to raise interest rates. To provide a bit of context for this current environment, recap for us key events that have happened year to date in the markets. Yeah, Karin, you know, I think there's been a few things going on. Probably, you know, one of the biggest uh, benefits that asset prices had coming into the year was just really negative sentiment uh, about stocks, about prospects for higher inflation and prospects for higher interest rates. Uh, So we kind of entered the year with the bar set very low as far as expectations go. And things have probably been a little bit better than expected. Uh, Earnings momentum's kind of troughed out a little bit and companies are starting to report uh, not really great results, but better results, you know, than than people have been expecting. Uh, And that's allowed stocks to rally a bit here as stocks are up about 8% to begin the year. And then interest rates really, you know, kind of peaked out on longer dated bonds uh, going back to the fourth quarter of last year. We saw a 10-year treasury uh, near the end of last year hit about 4.4%, and it's down about a full percent uh, to 3.4% today. Uh, And lower rates are good for bond prices, and so we have, you know, higher income uh, due to higher interest rates. And then we have prices that are a bit more favorable as rates have peaked out a bit. And that is the bond indices up about 4% this year. So pretty good start to the year for both stocks and bonds uh, with, you know, just kind of all that negativity setting the stage for uh, just incremental improvement leading to to a bit better results. Uh, Later today, you know, we expect the Fed will probably hike rates one uh, quarter of a percent. But that may be, you know, at or near the end. One thing we've talked about is the Fed really more or less follows around the two-year note over time. Uh, last year, they were chasing it higher all year, having to raise rates to catch up to the two-year. Uh, today, a two-year note uh, is sitting at 3.9%, and Fed funds is at 5 talking about raising it to 5 and a quarter. Uh, so the two-year note's pointing to the Fed being, you know, very close to the end of this rate uh, cycle and, you know, the prospects that at some point in the next couple of years, they'll have to reverse to, to catch it to the downside. Uh, you know, so overall, I, I think things are looking a bit better, uh, but obviously still we have uh, banking concerns is, you know, last year, higher interest rates had bond prices down 13%. Banks own a lot of bonds and that has their balance sheets uh, not as solid as, as people would like them to be. Uh, and so we've seen some some turmoil with the banking sector, especially in regional banks. Uh, and so that's certainly been a concern. And then obviously the, the leg that higher rates have still has that recessionary concern out there as well. Thanks, John. Definitely um, lots to talk about and how bonds have affected different parts of the market. Um, Mark, do you have anything to add here? Yeah, you know, I, I think when you, you look at this year, it really kind of started in 2022 where the Fed decisions and the, the interest rate hike we've seen have really been a main driver of both stock and bond performance for coming up on 18 months now. 
And as we kind of approach the end of this hiking cycle, whether it's today or whether it's, you know, in the next meeting or, or longer, the market is starting to see some, some light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, I think for good context is we're, we're definitely entering an environment, it seems, where it's that proverbial bad news is good news. And, you know, you look back to earlier in March when we saw some of the, the banking collapses. Since that point, we've seen 10 of the largest stocks in, 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 in the U.S. actually increase north of 10%. And that's the kind of takeaway is any type of cracks are being emerged signals to the Fed that maybe it's time to start taking the foot off the gas in terms of rate hike cycle, and it's actually being positive rewarded by the market. So it's a bit of an interesting dynamic, but you know, it all comes back to the Fed's decision-making process. Thanks, Mark. So given that, what areas of the market or the economy is our investment committee focused on as we look forward? Yeah, so I think John t- touched on the main areas, but I'd say when we kind of look at the big picture, two of the, the larger stable points of, of the economy, which has really helped led to some resiliency, is unemployment near all-time lows and corporate profit margins near all-time highs. So really, we're kind of trying to pay attention to those long-term drivers, anything that could kind of impact those numbers and how it relates to to changing fiscal and monetary policy. You know, corporate earnings were, were about halfway through Q2 or Q1 results. Uh, like John said, so far, it's looking pretty solid off of, of fairly low expectations. Uh, you know, that's a number that's going to start to look towards the end of 2023 and even into next year's numbers. So we're razor-focused on how the, the corporate profits are doing and what they're seeing out of, of the consumer and other businesses. Uh, the other area we're kind of trying to pay attention to is, you know, broader economic indicators. You know, the Fed has made it very clear they're watching unemployment and un- inflation very closely. And any type of, you know, sentiment indicators, any type of changing business environment, manufacturing output, home sales, anything that kind of trickles back to those two main drivers of unemployment or inflation are going to be key drivers for any decision-making policy. And then, you know, last but not least, not only monetary policy, but there is some fiscal aspect to play. You know, there has been a lot of talk about the debt ceilings and, and, and debates within Congress and Senate. Uh, you know, it is coming up on election year, so we might start to hear a little bit more noise. But really, when it comes to fiscal policy, absent a, a large you know debt crisis, so to speak, it, it comes back to those two main pillars of, of unemployment and corporate profits. And any impacts of those are kind of going to be more felt either by Fed decision-making policy or by market participants applying valuations to, to what they see on the environment. Yeah, I think too, Mark, you know, when we think in the last, you know, 10 years, portfolio returns were really all coming from stocks. You know, you look at the last decade, stocks globally did about 9%, bonds did about 1%. Uh, so if you were invested, you really had to be in stocks to make money. And the other big trend really moving forward now is competition from higher yields for, for capital, uh, where all of a sudden now, you know, you can make 5% in the treasury bill, uh, 4 or 5% in the corporate bond, 5.5% maybe in a mortgage fund. There's opportunities out there to earn income on your cash for the first time in, in 15 years. And I think that competition's probably going to have equity flows, you know, not as robust as they were uh, the last decade. And so, you know, looking forward, you know, it might be where stocks return, you know, seven, eight, nine percent over the next decade, uh, but bonds return five. And so you're not going to have that same differential uh, where there was only one game in town for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And that was equities. And now and now investors have options. And really, for most diversified portfolios, that's a good thing. You know, you can get a similar to maybe even better return, 
even if the stock market doesn't perform as well, because you're not just making money from stocks, but you're making money from stocks and bonds uh, for the first time in, in well over a decade. So, John, given that diversification is a pillar of how we invest clients' portfolios, how are we currently positioning uh, portfolios going forward? Yeah, we really spent, you know, the last year in what we'd classify as a bit of an underweight or a bit of a cautious stance towards stocks, uh, where the combination of higher inflation, higher interest rates uh, had us not wanting to take extra risk. Uh, As we've kind of seen this earnings picture trough out a little bit, we have gotten more constructive uh, this year on the stock market and kind of gradually gotten back towards you know, what we'd call a, a neutral, the slightly constructive stance on stocks. Uh, you know, we had a top to bottom 28% pullback in the stock market. And we had, you know, basically a 15 month bear market uh, from, from kind of top to bottom as well, where, you know, the market really uh, sat 20% or more off its highs for an extended period of time. And that, kind of led to all that pessimism that I mentioned earlier. And people are still relatively pessimistic, yet stock prices are, are grinding their way, way higher here. Uh, and so we think there is a chance that equities can uh, surprise people and do a bit better than expected. So we've gotten a bit more constructive uh, as the Fed nears the end of its, its cycle on stocks. Uh, same time, though, too, we want to make sure that you know, all dollars in portfolio are earning yield. Uh, for a long time, it, you know, it was really uh, when you looked at fixed income, return of the capital instead of return on the capital. And now it's far more focused on getting uh, a reasonable yield on, on all your dollars. You know, we can be in an invested money market now and make four and a half percent. So I think it's really running that allocation where we feel comfortable with the risks we're taking and the yields we're getting on the bond side. Uh, and after a bear market, uh, we're gradually becoming more more constructive on equities. Thanks, John. Mark, do you have any other comments to add on positioning of portfolios? No, I, I think John kind of described the sentiment well. A, a term we've kind of thrown about a little bit lately is we're comfortably uncomfortable. And when you kind of look at the last even two plus years, there's been a lot of headlines and a lot of things to pay attention to from the pandemic to the reopening of economies to fiscal monetary policy. There's just been a lot going on. And I, I think when we kind of zoom out a little bit and kind of focus on what we're looking for to drive longer term performances is, is really trying to incorporate all the new information we're receiving on, on the daily headlines and, and trying to you know blend that with what impact the long term focus and our long term drivers. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, John, for the conversation today. And thank you very much for joining us. We hope you will visit jmba.com and tune into our other videos and podcasts where we cover both investment and financial life planning topics. Thank you for your continued trust in JMBA, not just as your financial advisor, but also as your advocate. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You can find our contact information at jmba.com. Important disclosure information. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA financial advisors or any non-investment related services, will be profitable, 
equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of the engagement. Please see important disclosure information at www.jmba.com disclosure.